Hi, Lib. How are you? Hey, yes, Jim. I'm great. Thank you. Well, How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Well, I, we were just laughing because um, I've just woken up and you're about to go to bed. Um, well, you know, so I've got to have dinner first, but dinner first. it's getting a bit late. Yes. But, but yeah. Having, um, um, I was having a sundowner. Mm. Very nice. So yeah. I was sitting there sipping something nice um just before you you think about going to bed um it's well it's Sunday Sunday morning here Sunday evening in Canberra and I'm so glad I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to do to chat to me and inspire other people from around the world who are listening to to make the career change that they're you know maybe thinking about or have been dreaming about for a while Um, Thank you for asking me. Hopefully, hopefully people do find some inspiration in it. I'm sure they will. So can we start with what happened just before you made your big career change? Where were you at? What was happening? What was going on? Yeah, sure. um, okay, so I was working in finance and had been working um, in finance for probably over a decade, which and it had been great. It allowed me to live and work overseas and you know, all of that was wonderful. Um, and then I was so I was over in London and Frankfurt for a while and then I, I came back to Australia and um, I think um, I think I just had my second child and I wasn't really I wasn't really that keen to go back to work at the time because I was just feeling like it was a little bit meaningless. It was all about, I think, you know, with, with finance, it's all about making money for organisations and shareholders, but um, you know there didn't seem to be a lot of value in in that to me anyway especially when sometimes you're involved in in a project and that spent millions of dollars before realizing that oh actually this isn't a good investment after all let's just can that not not go on with it yeah so yeah um and yeah so before before I got into finance though I um I had worked with um 12 to 17 year olds in crisis care so you know I was studying a psychology degree when I left school and working with um those kids and it was a residential crisis center and I left that job and went to finance which was which was a complete turnaround at the time so I've actually had two career changes um because I wanted to do something impersonal and that's the thing it really finance was really impersonal so you know it achieved stop you there why did you want to do something impersonal oh I think um you know silly as it might seem and I was only quite young I think I was 24 or 25 when I made the switch but you know um I was probably approaching a bit of burnout because you're dealing with you know, 12 to 17 year olds who have really high needs, you know, what they're going through is very important. Um, and um, it takes an emotional toll, I think. So, and I was, I guess I was quite young to be doing that role. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then I decided I just wanted to do something that was completely impersonal and went to finance. And how long were you in banking stroke finance? <clears throat> um, it Probably around, oh, God, let's go back. Um, 
It must be about 12 years, uh, definitely over 10 years anyway, around 10 years. Let's just, let's just say 10 years, will we? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's that's do when that. when we met, actually, the first time we met, you were working for a big, um, prestigious Australian bank and doing really well. I remember yeah. being very impressed by you. <laughs> right. Well, you're explain what I was doing. doing. But um, you had a, an impressive role at the time, for sure. So then mm. what happened? So you're in, in banking and you've had your second child. And were you, were you saying that was sort of the catalyst for you to, to then reassess things? Yeah, so I did go back into, so I was doing, I went back to work after after having my second child and I was in quite a big role, I guess. I was um, directing one of the bank's um, key strategic investment priorities at the time. Um, but I wanted something more. And I guess the reason I brought up the, the youth work before is because I kind of wanted to go back to something like that, but not like that. Because at the time that I left that, I, I had decided that, you know, 12 to 17, it was too late. You know, these, these kids' lives were already really interrupted. There was, a, there was a limit to how much you could actually do for them. And so I had felt like I want to get to them when they're smaller, you know, when, when they're really little. So I wanted to go and work in um, care and protection so but in a policy type role and I felt that the best way to do that was to do a law degree mm -hmm. at the time well, so that had been you when you decided to do another degree uh gosh um when was that I think I was about 34 or 35 okay. yes yeah amazing hmm. so you went and did another degree as you do. I did, I did. So I did my uh, Juris Doctor mm -hmm. and while I was doing the Juris Doctor, I, I did a couple of subjects in dispute resolution, so mediation, um, family dispute resolution, and I was really interested in, in those areas. So I actually sort of started leaning towards um, becoming a family dispute resolution practitioner. Um, to do that, you have to either have a social sciences or a law degree. So I couldn't do it until I actually finished the degree. But yeah, um, I mean, and I do do that kind of work now, but not solely that work. So um, I guess that leads me to, you know, I ended up doing mainly family law, which isn't something that I had, you know, I, I didn't go into it with the idea that I would do family law at all. Um, but that's something, yeah, it's just the, the path that I've gone down. And um, I guess, you know, family dispute resolution comes into that as well. Um, I do collaborative practice and I'm also a trained independent children's lawyer. Amazing. You make it mm. sound so easy. But, you know, for anybody listening, they're going, oh, yeah, she just made that very, you know, that transition. But actually, it's a huge transition. Can you remember when you decided to make that change, when you decided to go back to school and retrain and then, you know, basically do something really quite different to, to banking? Can you remember yeah. whether there were any fears around that at the time? Um. I don't I don't recall having any fears but that's probably because I studied you know part-time and kept my job so I was working full-time and I was studying mm -hmm. and you know I, I guess I had the idea that I was going to go into policy but along the way you know I did explore 
um, options for going to the legal department of banking as well. You know, I, I knew that I'd have lots of options, so I wasn't I wasn't afraid, um, and I guess I could stop any time. Um, it was just it was probably just it was a lot of work. Yeah, but I had a lot of support. Hi everyone, we had to take a tiny little break because the sun set very suddenly in Canberra and as uh, Lib had been sitting outside enjoying the view while chatting to me, she was suddenly plunged into darkness. So we moved the conversation inside and here's the second half of our conversation. So you said that there weren't really fears because you did it part-time. Yeah, so probably um, there weren't any fears when I embarked on studying. There probably were when I actually left my career. And um, so that happened after um, I had my third child and I went on maternity leave and and then I actually moved from Sydney to Canberra. So, yeah, I had to, I guess, when I moved from Sydney to Canberra, I knew that I wouldn't be going back to my job at all because there's not that kind of opportunity in Canberra. Most of that stuff is in Sydney. Yeah. So that was a little bit, um, yeah, that that's when it became a bit scary because at that time I was in a job that I actually, oh, I don't know, I really liked the job, but I really liked the organisation and I liked the people I was working with. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And so, so there was fear around setting up your own practice or what, what was uh, No, well, initially, initially that's not what I did, but I guess it was fear that because I was leaving an organisation that I really liked um, and I wouldn't be able to really go back to unless I moved back again. But it was about starting from the bottom. So, you know, as um, as a law graduate, um, even though I had you know a lot of work experience doing other things, I would obviously have to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So that starts with doing your um, you have to do a graduate diploma of legal practice after you get the degree, uh, which is okay. There's a bit of um, hands-on work there, but it's a lot of theory as well. And then finding a job, you know, getting someone to take you on, mm-hmm. and earning not very much as well. Well, and this is a really real fear that I hear a lot of people say that, you know, it's all well and good wanting to start a new career in a, in a totally different area, but I will have to start from scratch, um, uh-huh. start from the beginning. And I think, you know, when you get to a certain age, when you get to midlife, then sometimes it can feel like you're starting from scratch and that the time that you spend on your, the first half of your career is kind of a waste of time. I don't know my view on that and I'd love to hear your view my view on that is that even though it might feel and look like you're starting from scratch actually all that experience that you've gained despite the fact that it's in a different industry or a different environment or a different organization you're still that's still part of who you then become and it's still part of your experience that you will then bring into any role that you do going forward yeah. that's my opinion but I but I'd love to hear yours and you know what how did you overcome that oh my god I'm going to be starting from scratch thing you know how how do you overcome mm. that mm. um yeah I, I definitely agree with with uh, your opinion there and I think it's about finding someone like you maybe who actually values you know that that whole person and the the whole experience that they're bringing and and don't doesn't just look at you as someone who's 
completely new to this area and I was very fortunate to find someone like that so the first person I worked for um you know I'd just been ringing around uh trying to to find um work uh before I finished my graduate diploma and she was a sole practitioner but she was in a bit of a pickle she had a family law case and she was due to go to court and she'd lost paperwork and she was just in a, in a real flap and I said well you you obviously need me now and she said yes I do if you can get down here today then you're on so that's what I did so um I went down and and helped her you know sort through all the paperwork and and get everything ready for for court and then went to court with her and the client the next day and and then I continued to work with her for a couple of years after that I love that Hmm. and you know all I hear there is the fact that you said you need me and I think it, mm. at the end of the day it comes down to that confidence doesn't it that you that you do gain through age and experience and maturity to recognize that you know I am a person of value yeah I have something to contribute and then being very very confident uh, can't even say it, confident about the fact that you can provide that so I really yeah. love hearing that you said well you need me <laughs> well I could definitely go in and organize some papers that she lost anyway yeah. so you know um yeah it was just an opportunity and I guess it was a, a door opening and I just went oh okay I'm gonna run through that door yeah. so it worked out well it did work out well I was very lucky well you create your own luck don't you to an extent and um it's mm. putting yourself like you said you called around you made those calls and then you offered yourself up um so yeah, there's always an element of luck, but I think you do create your own luck in, in putting yourself yeah. out there and, and having the confidence to do that. Mm. I think, I mean, it's been my experience in, in a lot of areas as well. And also, you know, even when I came to work in the UK first, um, my first job was because I'd walked into a, you know, a particular office and it was in a smaller town and, and I basically asked for a job. And I think people do really value that because and they get a taste of who you are as a person because you're standing there in front of them and they kind of know a little bit about what they're getting and I think I mean I didn't do it in a pushy way and I think as long as you don't do things in a pushy way people often do appreciate that yeah so absolutely yeah I know I appreciate that now with younger people you know Mm. um, I mean there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance right (laughs) and sometimes it goes the other way But I think um, I love seeing young people, you know, having the confidence to look you in the eye. And <clears throat> anyway, that's um, that's a yeah, it, it, it nice. shows initiative, doesn't it? I mean, yes. you don't go in and saying, I mean, not, you know, in that scenario where I said you need me, it was, that was a little bit different. But normally you would just go in and present yourself and say, hey, you know, I've just completed this. This is my background. And I'm just wondering if there would be any openings or, you know yeah so you would approach it a little bit differently yeah Mm. is there anything that you would do differently if you could turn back time in terms of making that career change Mm. gosh that's a really good question you could have prepared me on that one yes I might have thought about it um (sighs) no I'm not no I I don't know. Um, along the line, along the way, yes, there have been things that I would do differently. But in terms of actually making that change, um, I think that it worked out really well for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was able to, I mean, even in what I do as a lawyer, I'm definitely able to incorporate my finance background and, you know, management. So um, a lot of lawyers struggle with the management of their business. Um, and I, I don't tend to struggle with that side of it, although I, I struggle with not having the time to do it. But, um, yeah, probably I'm a little bit more organised in that way. Mm. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself through this process? <sighs> Gosh, yes. <laughs> what have I learned about myself? Um just think you know if you really want to do something and and put your mind to it you can definitely do it and when I look back on my time you know studying and working full-time two young children now I just think oh my god how did I do that I just couldn't do that now I couldn't do it but you can I could I did and it wasn't that big a deal I did it and you know I was lucky to have support I did have au pairs and as you would remember you know I had a couple of really lovely um Au pairs who really helped with with um well they had helped so much with the kids that it, it freed me up to do my study and yeah. and to work so um yeah who else was part of your your network of people that supported you through the process look I mean obviously I had good friends along the way but um my mother actually my, my mother was just amazing um in supporting me through that process and even you know when it when it came to the end and I had my third child and I was um I had left my husband as you know and my my family said come down here you know come and finish your degree and I'll help you and whatever and I was so reluctant so reluctant to leave Sydney and the life that I lived there because I really enjoyed it and um, but anyway, it was a good move because I came down here and she really did make things very easy for me in that way. So, yeah, we so love I was very mums. lucky. Yes, mums are amazing. <laughs> did you, you know, obviously you did have people that supported you, um, which is awesome. Did you have people on the other side of the fence as well who were going, what are you doing? You've got a brilliant career in banking. What the hell are you doing? retraining and and doing something completely different you're completely bonkers it's so funny that you say that because no I didn't and there were so many people around me who were changing their careers at that time yeah just doing something completely different um do you think that influenced you in a way to be surrounded by other people that I think yeah we just we encouraged each other because it kind of normalized it so maybe that's why you know part of the reason I didn't have the fear because people weren't going you're bonkers it just seemed like a fairly normal thing to do yeah. um but I fortunately you know for me I did have that security that you know with a with a law degree I could only you know I could move sideways in the job that I was already doing anyway so I you know I did still have some certainty not that that's what I intended to do mm. but I could have if I had wanted to yeah yeah and having experienced all these changes and setting up new businesses etc cetera, etc cetera, and your children are 
what ages are they now? They're nine, between nine, and then I want to say 13 and 16. Good one. Yes, one. they are. Excellent. Yes, spot on. Um, well, the nine-year-old, I have to know, because she was born a week before my <laughs> daughter. <laughs> and she's my goddaughter. <laughs> I've got no excuse for not knowing that one. That's it. You don't. You'd be in big trouble, yes. Yeah. I would, wouldn't I? Um, yeah. so, so, you know, you've got to this stage in your life where you are so accomplished you're an amazing mom you've done all these things what does success mean to you mm, that's a really good question um it's that I love going to work I love going to my office you know it's a great space I choose my clients I don't have to take on cases that I don't believe in or you don't have merit or where if I don't like if I don't like them the, the client um you know there were there were a few in my earlier days working for other firms where you know they would just say you know where I'd have to do the matter even even yeah. if I didn't believe in it which was really hard um and just you know I mean it's school holidays now and I can choose what time I take off and whether I go to work so yeah, they're, they're those things. Yeah. Mm. Love it, love it. Yeah. And yeah. Somebody that's, that might be listening to this and they're inspired by your story and you have their attention 100%, what advice would you give them if they're sitting there thinking, gosh, I'd really love to do what, what Liv's doing? Just do it. Seriously, if you're, if you're unhappy you know, where you are or you think that you can do something that would make you happier or reach your potential or, you know, just do it, give it a go. And nothing is ever, you know, nothing's ever really concrete. Everything's fluid. You can change your mind. You know, you can give something a go and if it's not working, then you just give it up and go on to your next thing. So, yeah. Fabulous advice. Well, I've Great. known you for, you know, quite a long time now. And we, over the years, we've had so many conversations, but I've really, really enjoyed hearing, you know, about your journey in, in more detail and um, I guess having a more intimate chat about your career. I've really loved it. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, Yes, Appreciate it. And good luck to everybody thinking about changing their career. Thank you.